Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Talking BizTech. I'm your host, Sakif, and today we are going to explore automated due diligence. But before we do that, I just want to thank uh, the content studio, All Innovative Production, uh, for making this happen. Um, and um, they're called AIP, uh, AI Production in short. And AI Production is currently working on their own website. So if you want to know more about the content studio, my website's URL will be in the description box. And make sure to contact me and I'll be happy to help. Uh, now back to the topic, uh, automated due diligence. Uh, like what? What is uh, what is an automated uh, due diligence? An automated approach to third-party due uh, due diligence is a critical task uh, mitigation tool to help employers avoid lawsuits, dismissal of a key personnel, eliminate, eliminating a supplier or vendor, or even receiving a fine from government agencies. Um, automated due diligence uh, can be in a broader uh, categories. It can include uh, relationship intelligence, and we'll uh, we'll get to explore that even more uh, as we go. Um, relationship intelligence, however, provides uh, visibility into the motives, conflicts, and strength of a team. Companies management. Uh, tends to uh, apply this insight to get the best of everyone's strength and build a cultural of uh, re uh, resilient relationships uh, that are responsive, uh, uh, responsive to challenges and opportunities. Leaders are able to uh, work effectively with others and connect uh, with your people's strategies um, and also with your uh, business objective to deliver your organization's brand promise. So my guest for today's episode is Angela, Angela Parker. She is an account executive of a tech startup called ferret.ai. Uh, so let me just go ahead and bring her on Talking this deck. Hi, Angela. Hi. Thank you so much for your time. Um, so Angela, oh, uh, and Angela, before we uh, dive into uh, the ferret.ai, uh, I just want to get to know you a little better, and I do this with all my guests. Um, can you uh, can you tell me about yourself and your educational background? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I graduated um, uh, from SUNY Geneseo, which mm -hmm. is New York State's public honors college. Um, I was very interested in international business mm -hmm. um, and wanted to go into international law. Yeah. Um, I actually worked for the UN, though, my senior year, and we published a legal paper on why the human rights tribunals had not taken place. And it really mm -hmm. taught me that if I'm going to change the world, I don't necessarily need to be working for an NGO um, or working um, as a human rights lawyer to make big changes. Um, largely because so many systems are corrupt to start with. Um, mm -hmm. So I went right into business in New York. Um, I graduated wow. um, and I had an incredible time. Uh, I left New York uh, five years ago, but 
Um, and New York still has a piece of my heart. Uh, there's no city like it. Um, I've always I been agree. in sales. Um, I've also done projects with brand strategy, um, had uh, some success as a commercial and runway model as well. So wow. uh, just an excellent city. And now I'm in Santa Monica um, uh, in the in working for a tech startup uh, and uh, similar exciting energy here as well. Wow, that that is amazing. Um, I I just want to know if you uh, if you like. Uh, do you miss Do you miss New York, uh, or do you like Santa Monica better? Um, Santa Monica is a great city. Um, I, I will always miss New York. Uh, there's no other city on earth like it. Uh, the energy uh, for me, live music, and even being able to. Um, like even when I modeled, I, I never thought of that as a career or an opportunity. And even in um, creative industries like that, I feel like uh, New York is just a mecca of talent and um, creative geniuses. Um, when I lived in New York, uh, this was, you know, 10 years ago, and it was when there was just a massive frenzy for app creation. So I feel like most of the events, uh, whether networking or just going out, everybody was inventing an app at that time. And oh, yeah, uh, so it's really true. interesting that over my professional career that I'm now working uh, for an app that I fully am behind and think is an incredible game changer for not just uh, the professional world, but for the way that people go about knowing who they do business with. Wow. Um... We, we will uh, touch base about that app uh, that you're working on. Uh, and uh, Angela, you are you are an account uh, executive of Affair.ai, like I mentioned at the start of this podcast. Um, and also you you do uh, you do uh, you do go to a lot you do sorry you do attend a lot of events. Um, I, I just want to know what a, what does a typical day look like for you? Uh, well, for me, um, I have to say that COVID uh, still has um, affected meeting people um, because most things uh, I feel like are done uh, through video conferencing through whatever platform you choose. Yeah. Um, but I spend a lot of time in the office. So I've got my electric bike behind me. Wow. I have an awesome little Australian Shepherd. I'm a dog mommy too. And uh, I bike from my place into the office. Um, we're, uh, we're located in downtown Santa Monica. So the commute into work is like a five minute bike ride on my super fun electric wow. bike. And really as soon as I'm uh, here, you know, we have investors um, that are uh, awaiting our commercial launch of this app to, uh, to use for themselves. Um, and so uh, they also are helping us uh, get this adopted across whatever relationships they have. Yeah. Uh, so for me as an account executive, I'm really fully relationship based and um, I'm enterprise. So the goal uh, is creating a platform that um, is ready for adoption for large enterprise accounts thinking how can this change the way that airbnb currently does business and help them because of what we're offering that nobody else can um so i'm really the facilitator in those um relationships mm -hmm. i'm building them now 
Um, and then outside of that, just the adoption across our investors. Um, uh, I work primarily in the investor ecosystem. So on a wow. given day, I'm demoing or having conversations um, or meeting for strategic partnerships overall um, with uh, CPAs, lawyers, venture capitalists, entrepreneurs themselves, entrepreneurial groups, um, organizations like YPO, um, and uh, and demoing the app and also getting their feedback because we are just launching beta right now. Yes. Um, <clears throat> So I have an idea of how I think people are using this based off of the feedback that they've given me. But right now, uh, we're actually in an extremely exciting time because they're getting it in their hands and they're starting to use it and they're starting to say, this is incredible. I, this, I want this, but I want you to talk to you know my arm in Chicago and Chicago is going to be ready for you know, 250 accounts as soon as you're able to turn on the commercial version, but I'm using it myself and I love it. Wow. Wow. So it, 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 um, I guess you're getting positive feedback for your uh, beta version and that that's amazing. That's good to hear. Uh, uh, tell me, uh, uh, actually, one thing I love about you and I actually wanted to uh, add this, uh, Angela, is that you're environmentally conscious because I myself uh, is making short uh, form content about climate change, uh, more like a, either like a short film or a solution based video. Uh, I'm actually working on one uh, where, uh, 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 where about the food waste and the supply chain disruption. Uh, I'm actually making a solution uh, based video about that. Um, so I, I, would, I would love to collaborate with you down the road uh, and you know it's amazing. It's interesting that you talked about your uh, the bike, uh, the electric bike. Uh-huh. It's actually getting you to so many places. I also um, just like biking, um, but I am biking, uh, yes. a huge conservationist, and I'm very passionate and open about ocean conservation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, uh, that 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 is awesome. And if I if I ever make a social uh, solution based video about uh, the ocean cleanup or or something some somewhere around there i i would definitely uh reach out to you and actually uh, my next question to you uh, angela was uh, like how did you get uh how did you get involved in the um like how how did you start your entrepreneurship uh, or inter entrepreneurship journey um, I mean, the journey, I think, for every yeah. entrepreneur starts when you're a child, right? Like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, you know, I uh, I come from a good family, but not a wealthy family. And anything that I wanted to do, um, you know, music, dance, whatever, uh, sports, if there was something that I needed or wanted to participate in, I was the girl selling the chocolate bars and the pies wow. and the fruit club and like whatever. I feel like my neighbors saw me at their doorstep literally all the time, um, basically like helping me uh, make the sales I needed so that I could participate in um, in all the activities that I wanted. I come from I'm the oldest of seven kids, so um, <laughs> as you can imagine, our household expenses are probably a lot. So. Um, I've always uh, just loved the creativity of it, but really I think like what excites people is solving a problem, right? Like thinking like, oh, okay, like 
Um, you know, I guess I believed so much in my basketball ability that I was like, these chocolate bars, you know, everybody wants them. Um, so I think, uh, it probably started pretty young, but, um, uh, I would say that the overall interest to me is the solution that you're able to sell. And, um, when that brings value to somebody else and they say like, this is a game changer. Thank you so much. Um, you know, that's really um the heart feel of mm-hmm. behind what i do oh yes um i agree uh with you um i am i'm and actually i, I just want to thank you for sharing that uh, i am trying my best to uh be an entrepreneur down the road um i feel like i should keep making uh the solution-based videos uh it it kind of provides more solutions to the to the problems that we are facing uh, around the world. Um, I, you know, I, I did talk about due diligence at the, in the start of this podcast. I want to hear your uh, thoughts. Uh, and and so my, my question will be that what is due diligence according to you? So due diligence is what you do um, in terms of background research on somebody or something so that you can make a sound decision. Oh, okay, that 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 is amazing. Uh, I want and and I have a follow up question too. How does the uh, due diligence uh, link with uh, relationship intelligence? You want to know who you're doing business with, and um, you know when you're in the business world. Um, likely that if you have anything worthwhile, you're probably somebody's target, uh, whether it's for fraud or scams or litigious activity. Um, And um, that is a huge uh, pain point for most people. So when you think beyond, do I like this person? Is my gut telling me that this person has a good idea or that their character is honorable or Mm -hmm. I would take a risk on this person? Right now, the only means that you really have to do that are meeting somebody in your own gut instincts, which are difficult to measure, um, or you have the ability to go online and search in a search engine to see what you find, um, or look at user-generated content, what somebody says about them on themselves on LinkedIn or on social media sites. Um, so. Um, when doing business with somebody and performing due diligence on a relationship, um, uh, I believe our tool is the best thing uh, available to be able to see exactly what somebody's past was um, yes. and uh, and just know uh, that, yeah, you know what, this is somebody that I would take a risk on because I've checked all these sources and I feel empowered. That is uh, that is correct. Uh, I I agree, um, and I want to share this with my viewers. Uh, basically, um, due diligence is also investigating into a certain topic or certain individual. Analysts can uh, just wanted to add uh, some points. Like analysts can spend more time analyzing the data and less time repeating the manual task. Um, I, I I just want to know like. Um, how is fair.ai helping businesses in uh, United States of America or other countries too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it is international data. Um, yes. So um, 
definitely a, a good point there. Uh, we help people because, um, number one, you're not reliant on user-generated activity. But yeah. let's say you wanted to find court cases on somebody, but then you right. also wanted to see if the if there was a bankruptcy. But then you also want to see what uh, corporate beneficial ownership records there are, what mm -hmm. businesses is this person involved in or a fiduciary, a fiduciary in. Yeah. But then I also want to see if they have licensing issues and is their license up to date? Have they been on a watch list? I want to check that. I also think that there might be an article about this person, but when I go online, I can't find the article that I thought existed. So to do that on one person, you would either kind of already be in a hot seat position with them that you are suspecting something and you want to confirm it. So you're going to go out to all these different avenues. Um, or you're in a position where you're like, I just met this person and, you know, they've got a great startup and I want to invest in them, but I don't know anything about them. That venture capitalist right yeah. now, they might have analysts and their analysts might be able to pull something up. But imagine if it was just in the palm of your hand and you didn't have to go to all these different platforms and put in search criteria on a watch list site and pay for that search or put information in on a background search and get limited results available. Barrett is changing everything because our algorithms are designed to search with relevancy, not mm -hmm. to say whether or not this person, uh, we're not making a decision on the person for you. We're just giving you the collected result of what we know people need to have all the information that they need that is not user generated to make decisions on whether or not they would do business with somebody. Oh, okay. Oh, that makes that makes sense. So it's um, I guess the research uh, is very important before you uh, before you collaborate with that certain individual. And uh, are you uh, are you currently working on any projects, or is there any global event that will happen? Um, and if you want, I can also promote it on uh, on Streamyard. <laughs> Yeah, um, that's a fair question. In terms of events themselves, um, yeah. you know, that would be great. I think we're probably a couple years out from having a, a huge party like that. But um, yeah. we have a lot of uh, traction in India. So when you look at how yeah. every country has different privacy concerns or even yeah. how their data is set up, um, the United States is uh, completely apples to oranges to India, for example, that hasn't really put most of their citizens' information in an easily accessible database. Um, so the way that this is adopting in India, for example, is massive, 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 um, versus how it will adopt in the US, where it will be companies um, that aren't necessarily just looking to mitigate risk. They're looking to know uh, signs of risk on their users, on their platform, or their subscribers, or who they do business with. Um, but it's more of a strategic uh, fit to ease the pain of all the additional searches and platforms that need to be sifted through. If we do one thing the best here, it's yes. that we're giving you everything um, in one easy application. In India, it's like the data itself is so powerful um, because it's helping to create a record-based system that businesses definitely need. Um, Australia um, is also uh, very supportive of AI endeavors. So um, we have a very nice office in Australia and uh, the app is being adopted there as well. 
But in terms of events, no. In terms of global presence, yes. Um, and uh, hopefully two years from now, we can have a big beach party um, is somewhere uh, gorgeous and fun. Oh, wow. So it, so I would, um, to sum it up, it's just the global presence in India and Australia. Is that correct? Um, that is currently where we have offices. Mm -hmm. Offices, so. And yeah. is that is is that okay? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> okay, perfect. Uh, so yeah, no, it's congrats, and I hope uh, uh, fair dot AI. Uh, it's a, it's a great platform, uh, and uh, I hope it will uh, it'll have the more uh, global player presence in other countries as well. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, because. Uh, because I've, like I'm, I'm actually from Bangladesh, and uh, and it's 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 a country beside India, and and Bangladesh, uh, uh, there there are a lot of tech startups uh, happening in Bangladesh right now, and I believe uh, Fair Dot AI can play a, a very important role in in that in that area, and also. Uh, Tell me more about the uh, the beta ferret app. When are you planning to launch it? And uh, um, when are you planning to launch the, the like? How long is this uh, uh, the beta version app happening? So beta, uh, we've been letting people onto the platform. Mm -hmm. um, uh, our investors and people that are eagerly awaiting this. Mm -hmm. um, so people are coming on beta now. Um, I uh, I would love to demo it to you so that you can see it. Yeah. Um, we have a very long um, beta list, but uh, because this is AI, the more people that are on the platform, the more that the machine learning will actually be able to return results when people are sharing uh, information on whether or not the records were relevant to them. So. Mm -hmm. Our beta users are extremely important to us and their feedback is extremely important to us too, particularly because the beta users that we have on are VCs and are people that are using this for sophisticated reasons. Um, so uh, that is, uh, we're currently in beta um, and making adjustments to design and to feedback. Um, yeah. The data uh, though is uh, what's impressing everybody. Uh, so uh, I would, um, imagine probably in three months we'll be launching the commercial version. Commercial. Um, I do want to say with pricing, um, beta is of course free because yeah. um, the feedback that we're receiving is of greater value to us than charging oh, yes. cost would be. Yeah. Um, but uh, the app is only $15. And yeah. the feedback that I'm getting is people are saying, wow, I would pay $100 a month for this service. Um, so that feels really good. <laughs> um, and you know, this isn't just for the investor ecosystem, right? Like you would run people through, it's relationship intelligence. So when yes. you meet somebody new and they sound really promising um, and you're like, great, yeah, like I'll, um, you know, I'll meet you for lunch. I mean, what if that person was on a, a watch list or something that, you know, might jeopardize your other business relationships, your own safety, your assets, I mean, whatever you uh there's a ton of value in just knowing who somebody is beyond a google search or you know a look at their linkedin page before you meet with them um so uh, i would say the commercial version is probably launching in uh 
three months, but we're letting all types of users onto the platform between now and then. And um, looking for the stories of people that, um, you know, are saying like, yeah, I had a house cleaner and, you know, I, um, you know, I, you can't use it for hiring or firing decisions. Um, But certainly if you found out that somebody had committed fraud or a violent crime um, and it wasn't even in the professional space that you were looking to avoid loss, it was in a personal situation, the value uh, there is so immense. Oh, yes, yes. Um, And, you know, like uh, just just by uh, talking to you, I'm actually learning a lot and I'm actually gaining tons of uh, of value from it and thank you so much for sharing uh, about the sharing me stuff about the uh, commercial version and i'm excited that it's coming in three months um and so we're near the end i have one last question for you uh i i just want to know your advice uh, about uh, about a certain individual who wants to start uh, the business development role in a tech startup. So what advice would you give uh, that to that person? I think understand your product. Um, you know, invest the time in understanding what the solution is that you're solving. Um, and then I really believe that truth and money go to hand in hand. So mm-hmm. if you're solving a problem, that really is relevant and you've really taken the time to listen to what people are saying about it um i think that business unfolds from there yes um i agree Uh, and it's a great advice uh uh, that you uh gave um i just want to thank you uh for coming to uh talking this thing and sharing uh, your knowledge your insight and and obviously the uh, on the great advice uh love to have you on talking this like again um there's so much i can learn from you and uh, i want to wish you and fair.ai the best of luck um and best of luck with uh, more global uh presence in other countries as well uh, so angela thank you so much uh have a wonderful day thanks Sophie. bye oh, you're very welcome and um yeah i'll just uh turn off your uh, screen for now. Um, so the folks, thank you so much for tuning in to Talking Biz Tech. Do not forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell for more podcasts like this. I want to thank all uh, Innovative Production for making this happen. And yeah, thank you again for tuning in and have a wonderful day. Bye.